a podcast of Grand View Christian Church's discipleship team. I'm your host, Kristen Mudrack, the discipleship team coordinator. Last season, we focused on discipleship, what it is, how we pursue it, and what it looks like for our pastors, elders, members, and college students. This season, we are looking at service in the Johnson City area through Grandview's own JC Serve and other ministries. Join us as we highlight each of these ministries and ask how we can best come alongside them to help them serve our community. Our episodes will focus on ministries that we help serve financially, prayerfully, and in physical service, all leading up to our multi-church event, Love JC, on September 25th. If you're interested in serving in any way for any of the ministries we highlight, don't hesitate to contact Nathan at grandviewchristian.org or follow the links in the episode description. Our hope is that you learn more about the ministries we support and others in our area, and you find new ways to pray for them and support them as they carry out their mission to serve JC. Well, today I'm talking with Nathan Kacharis, who is our JC Serve Coordinator at the Buffalo and City View campuses for Grandview. Um, so Nathan, welcome, and can you tell us a little bit about what JC Serve does and all of the different things that you do? Yeah, well, thank you so much, Kristen. I'm excited to be here on the podcast and excited uh, just to be part of a conversation and a series that's working to um, expand our awareness collectively of what's going on at Grandview and in Johnson City and the surrounding areas. Um, ways that um, good work is happening um, for the sake of our neighbors and in our community. Um, and so asking about JC Serve, that's, that's kind of our umbrella term for how we are engaged in the city. Um, so we can, we can dive into kind of particular details in a moment, but for now we can just say that JC Serve is the umbrella term that we use to mean um, and refers most specifically to our five uh, dedicated JC Serve partners um, who are uh, organizations other than Grandview that are doing good work in Johnson City and the surrounding areas that we have a committed partnership to that happens on multiple levels through, um, through our work together. So JC Serve, the umbrella term for partnerships with five different organizations that we maintain and participate in as a normal part of life at Grandview. So somebody who's been at Grandview for a while may have heard of some of these dedicated partners. Can you go through which, which ones we actually partner with and, and what each of them do? Yeah, yeah. And so this, uh, that's a great question. So our, our, our five partners um, are Southside School, uh, just a few blocks away um, from both of our campuses, right between Buffalo and City View campus in the Tree Streets neighborhood. Uh, Appalachia Service Project, um, a large nonprofit in our region that works to help make homes warmer, safer, and drier. We work with the ETFU Campus House, uh, which is a uh, Christian campus ministry that, over at ETFU. Uh, we partner with Family Promise, an organization in town that works with families with kids who are experiencing homelessness in our town. Um, and we also work with Inner Year Fellowship, which is a gap year program for young adults who are discerning what their next steps are and who want to take a year to, to serve and to pray and to learn and grow together um, and then finally, each year we participate in the planning um, and then day of uh, the event called Love JC, which is a neat day where 
churches from all over Johnson City get together to serve at locations all over the city all at the same time, uh, which is a really neat way, not only for good work to happen for local organizations and locations, but for churches to serve together, um, which is great. So those are our, um, I guess there's, I guess there's six of them. I don't know if I said five earlier, um, but we've got, we've got kind of six uh, standing partners there. And um, those are kind of the core of our JC serve work and kind of what we mean when we say JC serve. But as we all know, um, the work of caring for our neighbors and being a part of our community is expansive. And there's a, so there's a lot of things that happen in and around and because of Grandview and because of Grandview people that um, doesn't get summarized by just those six organizations. And that is kind of some of what we do as well um, as, as a part of JC Service. That's awesome. Um, we'll come back to that Love JC event because that's a big event that we've talked about a lot at both campuses. How did JC Serve get started? Um, and how did these partners be, become the ones that we partnered with? That's a great question. And it's one of my favorite parts about uh, my work here at Grandview as part of the JC Serve team and as part of the committee. Uh, and it also is a window into what I think is pretty distinctive about what we're trying to do with what we call JC Serve. Um, so Grandview has always been a church that tries to take serving seriously and has tried to take um, care for our neighbors and support for um, local, um, national and international um, missions and charity organizations. We've, we've always been involved to some extent. Um, but, uh, about, let's see, eight and nine years ago, uh, before I was in this role, while I was still a college student here in town attending Grandview, uh, which is kind of fun to think about, um, the leadership at Grandview, um, felt a calling from God to, uh, reconsider and try and focus, uh, our service in the community. Uh, we were very involved and spread out, and we were sending checks in certain directions to support certain organizations. And we were, and we had folks who would gather a few volunteers once or twice a year for different organizations. And we were connected with a lot of really good um, work that was happening. But the leadership felt a calling and an opportunity to not just uh, not just consolidate and pare down, but to really deepen our congregational ownership of our involvement in the community. And so that there would be a sense of a, a grand view commitment to our town and to our neighbors and um, beyond just kind of what each small group or individual family would do, you know, which are all great things. And so there was a really neat process. I, I love the way that this worked out. Um, occasionally Grandview uh, hosts what we call Microview, uh, which was uh, kind of a, a, in, not a grand view, a huge, large view, but a, but a small one, trying to take a focused look. And so for a year, an, an academic year, uh, we formed all sorts of intergenerational small groups that met in each other's homes and I, I got to be a part of one uh, meeting in, uh, in Aaron and Cindy Weimer's home. They, they hosted a micro view group that year. And the first 
the first semester, we looked at scripture and we looked at uh, the book of Acts and we, and we looked uh, at various directions to discern what is Christian service? What, is, what does it mean to live as a Christian in a place? Um, how, how, how ought Christians to be connected to their neighbors? And then the second semester in the spring, those same groups move from Bible study into actively meeting and searching out opportunities for serving in Johnson City that uh, Grandview could potentially engage. So whether those were needs or whether those were opportunities because of certain connections that Grandview already had, or whether it was uh, kind of holes that no one else was filling. We, we wanted to try and consider widely. So these groups met with leaders of schools and nonprofits and other churches and um, business leaders and government officials. All of these groups were actively searching out multiple uh, multiple ways and multiple angles on what, what's needed in Johnson City. How could we use our resources and our relationships to uh, to meet needs, to serve, to partner with what's going well in Johnson City. Um, and so that was another semester of, of microview and study where these groups were uh, learning about our town. And then um, at the end of that semester, we had a banquet here in the Blue Sanctuary. We set up tables and the groups presented what they learned. Um, and they said, over the course of our year, uh, we noticed these things and we met with these folks and here are some of the conclusions that we're drawing. Uh, it was a really wonderful process where um, kind of emerging uh, naturally out of that discernment and research process were a relatively kind of uh, united consensus on um, these organizations that we wanted to kind of consider as partners uh, more than just uh, kind of organizations we support um, with just our finances or something like that. And, and so that, that, was a, that was a really hard time and, and it still takes adjustment too because uh, it meant that we uh, reworked some of the ways that we were giving um, and, it, it, and it meant that some of the money that we were sending to other local organizations was was changed and, and used in a different way. And that, that was a hard process. And that's still, um, that's always a challenge to figure out how do we do, um, how do we do the right thing? And how do we do a good thing? Because it means not doing other good things. Uh, and so uh, that, that is, a, that's always a challenge. So uh, what emerged though, um, is what we call JC Serve Now. And so that was then the impetus for hiring Brandon um, and then a few years down the road, um, Brandon uh, he added some other responsibilities to his role, and that's when the opportunity to hire another staff person to be the JC Serve coordinator. Um, I think that was in 2000 and. Uh, well, I was I, I was trying to think when because it was me then, and I can't even remember what year I was hired. I think maybe it was 2019. Okay. Um, I think I think is when I was hired because I'm I'm over two years, but not yet to three years. So I think that would make sense. 2019. So I, I my position was kind of broken out of Brandon's role, so he could add more executive function, and and so I was able to come in as our second JC serve coordinator. 
where it is my work to administrate and to communicate and to maintain our partnerships with these local organizations. It's, it is, it feels like a, a new thing, but in many ways, it's been part of Grandview's DNA um, for a very long time to serve and to bless our neighbors, uh, to be a part of our community in a meaningful and uh, wholesome way. And indeed, the reason that we do that is because we believe that that goes to the very heart of what Jesus' message in scripture and the witness of his life and his care for his neighbors and the history of the church is one of participation uh, in our local communities. And that's what Grandview has always been trying to do. And that's what JC Serve is our attempt to do now to faithfully live out uh, the work and life of Jesus in our community. Yeah, that's one of the things I was thinking about while you were talking. You you said, you know, you did a study in Acts about what is Christian service and how do we connect to our neighbors? And I think that's a really good thing for a lot of us to think about, because especially during this pandemic, we've been so isolated and we've had to find new ways to reach out to our neighbors. And for some of us, that's been very difficult because we're used to being able to go to church on Sunday mornings, talk to the people that are there. We're used to being able to go out and serve at places like Appalachian Service Project. And that kind of got halted for a while. Um, so what does service, what does Christian service look like to you through this process? And, and what kind of things did you see change during the pandemic that were maybe for the better um, and maybe some things that were also difficult? Yeah. Well, uh, there's a there's a couple parts in that question, and I'd maybe just kind of take them one at a time. Uh, you asked about kind of what the goal of Christian service is, um, it kind of maybe as expressed in JC Serve, and then I would love then I'll talk about the pandemic second, if that's if that's all right. I'll just kind of take them one at a time. Uh, and so, you know, our goal of of Christian service through JC Serve, we have attempted to structure this. Um, uh, this whole endeavor, this whole JC Serve kind of effort that we do um, to be uh, genuinely for the good of our neighbors and our community. Um, and that's a, that's a challenge um, because um, very often serving is, is fun or it's uh, an enjoyable thing or it feels good to serve in other places. And indeed, it's important for Christians to be serving other people. Uh, but in trying to meet those sorts of considerations um, can accidentally, uh, but very quickly, take us away from accomplishing helpful and effective work uh, for our neighbors um, and in our community. And so the goal in trying to set up JC Serve like this is that it is, of course, we, we would love for serving to be fun and we would love for it to be um, meaningful to our people as they engage in their Christian walk and in their life to add rhythms and disciplines of service into their work. Um, but we want that to be in a way that is, is effective and that it is for the good of our community. And, and so one of the ways that we try and um, fulfill that end or that kind of purpose of Christian service is by partnering with existing organizations that are every day, every week, 
carrying out their own missions of care in the way that they understand it for our community. And part of that is just the recognition that, yes, Grandview could plan a bunch of events or we could take up donations or we could you know, do all these sorts of things to help school kids or international students who are here in Johnson City or um, young adults who are looking for kind of vocational direction or folks who um, need work in their homes for them to be safe and dry. Um, but what could be even more effective than us trying to plan a few of those things here and there is what if we were able to consider our resources and our opportunities and our um, capacities, including our volunteer hours, uh, to support the organizations that do that full time and, uh, and to support the work that they do uh, and to, to be able to have relationships with them such that we can say, what do you need? Mm -hmm. um, and, and then we can come back to our resources and figure out how we can meet those needs. And that I think, I hope, as it you know, works out, I hope reflects a goal of Christian service that even though there are all sorts of um, documented kind of psychological and spiritual benefits to doing things for others, that even as those things are accomplished, that it is genuinely effective and helpful and meaningful work for the sake of other people through the work of other organizations. Um, and, uh, and so that, that, I hope, reflects the pattern that Jesus gives us of service as concern and care um, for others, genuinely, above uh, our own interests, above our own benefits. Uh, and it's our hope that our organizational design helps to bear that fruit in our congregation as a whole, and then in the lives of the folks who are participating in our congregation. I think one of the things I really appreciate about JC Serve is that it is a partnership. We are not reinventing the wheel, which is great. And it's not our name that's going on something. We are simply participating in something that someone else has seen as their mission, whether it is interyear or ASP or Southside, we are coming alongside them just as we do when people in our church are hurting or celebrating. We're coming alongside this ministry and saying, how can we help? Um, and I think that's one of the great parts about JC Serve and about the way that Grandview has put this together. And like you said, there are other places to serve. This isn't the only way to serve our community. And that's one of the things we're going to explore in this podcast with a few other organizations in the area. But the five that Grandview partners with are huge to us because they are the ones we have worked with for a long time now. Yeah. Um, and I love that we get to serve so many different places and so many different areas and so many different groups of people um, in, in this capacity. Talk uh, a little super, bit about, uh, go ahead. Well, yeah, before, before I would li like to go to pandemic, which we, which we raised and there are, we learned so much there, but I'd like to tell a quick story about the, the kind of the partnership angle. Um, uh, it made me smile um, in a, in a humorous way, but one of our JC Serve partners is Family Promise. And so we participate and support Family Promise on multiple levels. And so one of those levels is, uh, in August this year, we get to host the families in the program 
in our church. And so they're going to live um, in the evenings overnight for a whole week here at the church. And we're going to provide meals and we're going to provide conversation and care and a safe place for them to be. And that's a big part of what we do. But Family Promise also has a thrift store um, that they use to help uh, increase communication and exposure of Family Promise to the city. It helps bring in some money to support the organization. And um, it is also used to help supply uh, the families from the program with um, household supplies and furniture when they move into their uh, independent housing as they leave the program, which is fantastic. And so one of the really neat ways that we partner with Family Promise is that our college students, uh, led by Joy Eden, our college minister, and called Something More, um, once a month, they have what they call Something Serving. And they go to the Family Promise thrift store, and in just a couple of hours, they help sort through the kind of backlog of donations and all that sorts of things to just because it, it can build up really quickly and be an overwhelming and hard uh, environment to work in uh, when you get all this stuff. So the college kids go help them catch up, uh, which is feels like a very small thing. And, uh, you know, and, and you might say, oh, it's, we're helping, you know, a thrift store or something like that. But what we're doing is we have asked this local organization with whom we partner what can we do that would help support the work you do? And it's come back that they, they've said, if once a month, if you could help us just catch up, that would be awesome. And so that's what we do. But it made me smile so much that um, this month in July, Joy checked with the manager of the thrift store and the manager of the thrift store knows and trusts us enough that said, and she was able to say, you know what? We're actually doing really well this month. We don't need you. And and Joy was able to say, wonderful, that's what matters to us most. And Joy then was able to uh, give her students the, 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 week, the weekend off and they, they did something else instead. But I just loved, it was just a small window into the kind of communication that can happen where the manager at the store um, felt comfortable enough with Joy to say, here's what we need, here's what we don't need, and we don't need it this week. Yeah. And didn't feel like, oh, I've got to have something for the, the Grandview group because they need something to do. But the manager trusts us enough to be able to say what they are actually interested in is being helpful. And, and, uh, and I just, I loved that. You know, I loved when we didn't serve, you know, <laughs> which is, uh, yeah. that, that's kind of funny. But I, I thought that was a really neat window into um, what we we're hoping to cultivate with each of our partners is kind of uh, a sense of collaboration and mutual interest um, that allows for good communication. Um, but I, I, I love that and the window into what I hope that that indicates. So yeah, thanks for, for sure. letting me uh, get that get that little story in there. Oh, absolutely. Like we mentioned, the pandemic has changed a lot of things. Um, what kind of things did you see that were good? through the pandemic and through serving and what kind of challenges did you face? Yeah. Um, everyone has had a really, really hard year um, in all sorts of different ways. And some of those ways we share um, and some of those ways were unique to each of our own uh, families or situations or friends. And some of those were related by to COVID directly. And some of those were just other things brought about by the, the, the situation at hand. And I, it takes me back to um, 
March of 2020, where you know everyone's got memories, and I, what I just I remember feeling just overwhelmed as it felt like every day I tried to make calls to our partners and other organizations in town and ask, "What do you need?" And they'd say, "I don't know. We're we're having a meeting today. I'll tell you tomorrow." And then we uh, we'd talk the next day, and they'd say, "Actually, everything has changed, and a new update from." the CDC came and guidelines are different and we have to have another meeting to figure out how we can help. And, and it was, it was very overwhelming. Um, and it quickly became clear that it was not going to be feasible to try and kind of have an organizational level partnership where I could kind of figure out a date and a time and have whoever show up to help whoever else, um, yeah. that we were going to need to do things differently, um, that we were going to need to be very considerate of who and what and and when and what precautions. Um, and so I kind of my particular role moved from sending emails to groups of people uh, to calling or emailing individuals. Um, Chloe Garvey here, also on staff at Grandview in the children's ministry, helped to put together a fantastic Google form where people could communicate their availabilities or their needs. And so we spent a lot of time uh, reaching out to folks who were um, uh, uh, vulnerable or in need or uh kind of in particularly challenging circumstances and then reaching out to folks who had indicated some kind of availability and doing a lot of individual based things to say, Hey, could you pick up this grocery order and take it to this person? Could, could you um, help to arrange um, a safe ride for this person? Um, can you, uh, you know, and, and we moved from this kind of organizational level to uh, uh, a very uh, micro view, you know, I, I guess, angle on on how to meet needs in our congregation and in our community. And it was a super challenging time for all of our organizations, as well as Grandview itself, as we were uh, working to figure out what uh, what this uh, can and should look like. Uh, to serve, um, because it is true of the history of the church that um, uh, the the times of crisis and estrangement and uh, fear and even l literal plague uh, have been times in the past when uh, the Spirit of God has moved in and through God's people to care for one another, to care for their communities. And that was our hope as a church, as a congregation, that the way that we moved through this extremely challenging and it felt like extraordinary time would reflect both who we were as a church and as followers of Jesus beforehand. And we knew that it would shape the way that we emerge out of um, this most intense uh, time of uh, pandemic. And, uh, you know, for our next pandemic, I'll maybe have uh, other ideas and that sort of thing. But I was so moved by the willingness of so many 
to without having a, a pre-plan for this, try and figure out ways to sustain the care that we have for our town and for our community. Um, but a lot of that had to move down to a very grassroots individual level. And, um, and then I ended up getting to check in on folks who I knew were caring for people in their, their either their neighbors or their friends. And, and I could check and say, Hey, how's it going with you? Because I know that you're looking after these folks. Um, and I, I can call and, 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 and it just, it moved to be more of a, uh, an individual level, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And so even now we're, it feels like we're just now in the mid summer of 2021, 18 months later, um, working with our organizations, we're all kind of stretching the old muscles, like, okay, how do we send group emails again? You know, <laughs> you know, how, how do we coordinate uh, a group of people to arrive in a place and a time without losing maybe some of the value that we've seen in connecting individuals to individual needs? Um, but we also always want to be drawing um, additional folks into um, uh, into serving and, and to make serving a regular part of our lives and uh, commitment. That's awesome. I, I'm encouraged by, and I, I saw this from you guys during the pandemic, that all of the leadership reached out to individuals in that time because that's what we could do. Um, and fortunately for us, we have the technology to be able to do that. Whereas, you know, 100 years ago, we all just would have been shut up in our houses and not known who our neighbor was. And, and as for the next pandemic, let's make that a really long time from now. Um, That'd be great. We, we don't really want to do this again, nope. um, but I'm encouraged that you guys were able to find ways to continue connecting people to service um, during that time. Yep. Um, one of the things that did get sidetracked last year was the Love JC event. Um, can you talk a little bit about where that started, how it started, and, and what it's looked like over the last few years, and maybe what it's going to look like this year? Yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> Love JC is uh, born, uh, it's kind of originated with an organization in town called Summit Leadership, and they, they do a lot of different services to, to support and connect local organizations in the uh, private and nonprofit sector, as well as multiple churches and that sort of thing, um, to be a, a resource and uh, meeting place and other kinds of support. And so part of their vision was to provide a day and just to kind of provide some of the admin and initiating legwork for helping churches to connect with one another out of their mutual interest or serving um, in the community. And uh, so I think I, sh I should know, I, I think it's been maybe five years, four or five years, something like that, that Love JC has happened and Grandview has been a part um, of each of them, which is great. And the, the general kind of format for the way it works is that a group of us meet together, kind of representatives of each church. And we say, hey, we're connected with uh, AST, Inner Year, Southside, Family Promise, and Campus House, and uh, we'll reach out to them. And another church says, well, we're connected with the River and Salvation Army and Good Samaritan, and, and, uh, and so we'll, we'll reach out to them. And 
and and so we kind of put together a list of opportunities and ways that we can serve that will bless and support all sorts of organizations. And then we consolidate that list and we share that list with our with all of our congregations. And so then it's really neat here at Grandview, folks can see this list and they can decide. Um, some folks say, oh, I know and I love the work that um, we do at Southside and I want to help extend that. And so I'm going to go serve at Southside for Love JC. Uh, and, and, and so then that, that makes a really cool opportunity for when folks from other churches come and serve at Southside. Someone can say, I go, go to Grandview and I, we, we partner here and we have a mentorship program here and we support their teachers and their students in these ways. Uh, that's wonderful. But Grandview uh, folks who participate in Love JC also have the opportunity to say, huh, I'm not familiar with what the river does in downtown Johnson City and I'm going to go serve with them. And, and they then get to serve alongside folks who have served with the river before or the staff people at the river. And, uh, and there's a wonderful kind of mixture of those different sorts of connections to where we're serving um, that I love, love JC makes possible. Yeah, and so last year, as, as you mentioned, it was, a, it was a bit of a different experience and we were, you know, we had lots of meetings and it's just crazy how much our frameworks and understandings have changed so much of uh, just as new studies and we've learned more about uh, transmission and of coronavirus and all, all sorts of things. But at that point in August, we felt reasonably supported that um, outdoor serving opportunities with masks and distance were, were uh, a reasonably safe option. But uh, we felt super uh, convinced that uh, we needed to have, find other creative ways for folks to participate in a serving day that wouldn't require in-person attendance at a location. And so on the fly, uh, just a few weeks before uh, the day of serving, we were able to think about and, and identify some areas where um, folks could make cards with their families at home uh, for uh, residents at different nursing home facilities. Uh, we were able to, uh, we made cookies and were able to deliver those, it, but, but different ways that people were able to participate without um, having the risk of gathering. And so that's something that's persisting, you know, because as we know, we, it's foolish right now to pretend that we're just over and done with the coronavirus. And uh, we want to, uh, even as we want to serve with one another and do that sort of thing. And there are um, significant ways like the vaccine that have helped us know we can do that uh, safely, we also never want to place our desire to serve and to participate and feel like we're helping above the health of our volunteers and our surrounding community, um, because that's not good service if it creates a, a conflicting or dangerous situation. And so even now, we are planning on some op some opportunities for ways to participate from Love JC within Love JC from home. Because it turns out there's a lot of reasons why folks 
from schedule to health to family needs, why folks may not be able to show up in a place and a time. And it turns out there are still ways to serve and support our neighbors. Um, and we want to be always thinking creatively about, about how we can help people be engaged and help our neighbors be connected to support and resources. Yeah, I'm so glad to hear that the serve at home stuff is going to continue this year because I think there's a lot of people who just can't come out yep. and physically serve, um, whether it's because yep. they are in a nursing home or because they broke their leg yesterday or because they just can't this week. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a great way to continue keeping people involved. Yeah. Um, they, they might have a baby that's coming due uh, less than a week after the date, and you just don't know what it's going to be like on September 25th. True story. <laughs> um, my husband and I have participated in the Love JC event um, for several years now, and we've gotten to do all sorts of things. Um, so if you are somebody who is kind of on the fence about coming and helping to the Love JC event, um, I can tell you that you need to have no experience playing bingo uh, at a, a residential home. You need no experience to write letters to um, teachers at Southside. You don't even need experience baking cookies. Just go find a friend who knows how to bake cookies and help. Um, this is all about bringing people together. And one of the things I love about Love JC is that it brings people together that you may not know. Um, one of the things that we discovered the first year that we served was that I would walk into a service project. Um, I believe this one was the nursing home we were playing bingo in. There were people I didn't know. And so we introduced ourselves and turns out they went to Grandview, but just to a different service that I had never seen them in before. Um, and this year, I think we'll find people who go to City View that we've never met and people who go to the church across the street and the church down the street from us. I mean, there's all sorts of things that this bring together even beyond serving our community, which I think is awesome. Can you tell us a little bit, Nathan, about when Love JC is going to be this year? Um, and is it going to follow kind of the same format as it has in past years with morning service and afternoon service? Yeah, so uh, it's a great question. Right now and tomorrow and all of the days in between, uh, it will be on September 25th, um, which is a Saturday. Uh, and our main goal right now is to have a block of serving time from 9 a.m. to noon um, at locations all across the city uh, with participation from all sorts of churches. There are a few specific locations which probably will have an afternoon session as well um, if that's something that suits your fancy or that meets your scheduling needs. But our, our main focus is from 9 to noon on Saturday, the 25th of September. Um, with all sorts of ways to be involved that day, but also we can serve all sorts of days, um, including many days between now and September 25th and continuing after. And that's really our hope, you know, that with the whole JCSERV program, we're, we're trying to move not past or through, but maybe through um, kind of serving just kind of as a drop in day drop in drop out kind of thing uh, where it is it, it can be super helpful to get people to show up and do one thing at one time but our goal is to build um, an ongoing relationship so that when I send an email to the principal at Southside about a few other things I can say also 
Love JC is coming up again. And, and, uh, and it, it, it's, it happens in the context of an ongoing partnership. And that is, of course, happening at an organizational level, but that can happen at an individual level, too. I think about uh, serving at ASP right now in the summers, what we do each, uh, each month on the second Saturday is we uh, go to the ASP warehouse where they store the supplies that they use to support hundreds and hundreds of volunteers all across the region. And we work to help Brick, who manages the warehouse, to stay organized and on top of it so that he can stay in direct support of all of these volunteers. And um, one of the neat things is that it's not just a grand view that goes, shows, that goes and shows up. It's Neil, it's Leon and Julie, it's Craig, it's Nathan, and, and we get to know Brick and we get to pick up uh, where we left off and it, last month and continue next month. And then we say, see you next month, Brick. And, and there, there, there begins to be an ongoing um, uh, participation. Yeah, re relationship that, that goes beyond just dropping in once. And so that's our goal that for something like Love JC is that it's not an end in itself. It's just an opportunity to make, make a big noise so that we can get folks in our congregation in our city uh, to maybe if, if they haven't yet to think about coming out for the first time or uh, to, to come out again, use it as a beginning point, but, but it's not the end goal. Uh, the end goal is ongoing, meaningful support for organizations doing great work in our town. And we hope and expect that uh, Love JC will again be, be able to be that kind of an opportunity for us this year. You answered a little bit of one of my questions um, about what you hope people do um, as a part of Love JC and JC Serve. What do you hope the response is in the community to what we're doing? Yeah, the that's that's a that's a great answer. You know, if if there are people who hear about Love JC or they hear about JC Serve, you know, for whatever reason directly, um, I I guess I would hope that they would say, "Huh, that I'm I'm glad that churches are working to help other organizations." You know, I guess I, but but more than more than that, I am hopeful that. Um, the families served by Family Promise um, are met with a welcoming and safe place for them to get their family uh, housing situation stabilized so they can get into independent housing. And I'm hopeful that um, students who are feeling like they don't know what's next in their life or they don't know uh, where God is leading them could find and be met by and find a home at any of your fellowship and that students at ETSU could meet one another and meet God at Campus House. And um, that students in our neighborhood, in our town, um, would be able to learn and, and eat and make friends and grow um, at Southside. And that uh, they would be able to be cared for by uh, a staff that has the energy and the care for them. Um, uh, th those are the things that I want to, to happen uh, and and so that's why we, we we want to we believe in the work of these organizations and we want to help support it and make it more possible not so that uh, folks could say wow Grandview is great um, uh, 
but so that folks could have their needs met, uh, that, so that folks could have the conditions in place for flourishing and growing, um, because that's what that's what Christ calls us to is patterning our lives in a way that puts the interests of others above our own, um, that that we could just make it a part of our lives to care for and support the health and growth and the life of others. Um, and, uh, and that's just a natural part of what we do as, as uh, followers of Jesus. But there are so many things about our lives and world that, that draw us inward, that, that, that point us in, uh, you know, without, without working at it, uh, we could very easily end up having most of our time and activities be oriented toward ourselves and, and lose opportunities to be uh, caring for others in meaningful ways. And we want to just include with care for ourselves and our families and our lives and activities, we want to just make a part of that normal um, structure, how we imagine our time, how we imagine our commitments. We want that to include care for others, not just because it's nice or not just because it feels good. Um, it is those things, but because through these organizations, it makes an active difference in supporting the lives of our neighbors and our friends. And, uh, and that is what we are called to do as Christians and as a body of Christ. Um, and that's, that's our goal, uh, for love JC. That's awesome. Um, I think my last question for you is how, if somebody's listening to this and they say, I really want to do that, how do they get involved? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I work to communicate opportunities for getting involved kind of that I've got on the calendar or standing invites, um, on, in our weekly office newsletter and on social media and at both of our campuses, we've got a station where you can read more about ways that we're serving. Um, and there's all sorts of kind of set ways that you can hop in and do a role that already exists. And we need that. But uh, I would also love for folks to uh, let's let's talk and let me share about these organizations and the partnerships that we have. And you say, well, I, I've, I've got some time to do this or I've got a connection that does this. And we can think of a, a new way or a creative way that we can support or bless or care for these organizations, uh, because even though we've worked to build and structure kind of opportunities there is no uh, limiting factor to the ways that we want to care for and bless our neighbors. And so if we can find uh, other ways or additional ways, we'd love to work on that with you. Um, but you can start with showing up. Uh, and so you can put September 25th on your calendar. Um, I don't know when you'll hear this, but coming up in just a few weeks, um, we'll host Family Promise Families in our building from August 8th to August 15th. If you have time between now and then uh, to give me a shout, I can get you connected there. We'd love to have you be a part of what's going on um, and all sorts of days in between. Uh, but let me know. I, I would be happy to help you get connected. You can contact Nathan at nathan at grandviewchristian.org. You can also call the church office and we can get you in touch with him without a problem. 
Um, when we get the sign up for Love JC, I will put it in the podcast link here for you so that you can um, come right in and be with us on September 25th, whether you are in person or whether you're at home um, or somewhere in between. Um, we're grateful to have you and um, to be a part of you serving our community together. Um, Nathan, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. I'm so grateful for the work that you and JC Serve does. Um, and I look forward to seeing how God's going to continue using JC Serve in the future. If you're interested in more of these organizations, we are going to be talking in further podcast episodes um, to people from Inner Year House, Appalachian Service Project, and so many more. Um, so tune in next time, and we'll see you then.